Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This episode is brought to you by Charmed. For everybody out there in the dating world, it can get pretty frustrating trying to communicate online with someone you're interested in. How many millions of screenshots have you texted? How can you tell if he's a serial killer or just being weird? For that, there's this new app out there called Charmed. Charmed puts your friends inside your conversations on Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge, so they give you advice and call out Chad's red flags before it's too late. It'll make your dating life so much easier. The guys at Charmed are professionals who have come up with a way for you to share all your dating app combos with your friends, and that is how you're going to get quality dates. And if you're not single, even better! You don't have to be single or on a dating app to use Charmed. Download Charmed, get your single friends to download Charmed, and help them get the dates that they deserve, not the chads. Hurry up and visit www.charmed.app to get Charmed now. Your friends will thank you. Hello, hello, and welcome to Bachelor Blab. I'm your host, Jackie Maroney, here today with Caitlin Fitzpatrick. She is an entertainment and celebrity writer at Pop Sugar. Hi, Caitlin. How are you? Hey, Jackie. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. So how long have you been covering The Bachelor for Pop Sugar? I've been covering The Bachelor for three and a half years. So, and I've been watching it since the very, very beginning. So there's a lot of useless information going on in my head. (laughs) Wow. So from the beginning, so you've never missed a season? Never missed a season. The first episode ever actually aired on my 10th birthday. And I remember my mom telling me about this show because, you know, I was young at the time. Yeah. And she was just like, this new show, it's so crazy. A guy goes on with 25 women and tries to find love and he has to propose and all this. And I remember even as a kid just being like, that is so weird. (laughs) Why would anyone do that? It's definitely gotten crazier season by season. I just, I can't give it up. Yeah. How how has that been? Because I... I saw the first season of The Bachelor, like, later on in life. I was just like, wait, let me see, like, what the first season was like. Because it it is so different from the show we have now. How have you felt, like, because I feel like the show has evolved so much and kind of reinvents itself every couple years. How has that been, seeing it literally in real time happen? Yeah, it's changed, especially just with there being social media. And, you know, 17 years ago, when it first came out, no one had social media, no one could make money off of the sponsored post. So I think it's really changed with what kind of people come on. I think that a lot they're going with a younger, a younger contestant pool and people who want to be in the limelight and people who, you know, are cool with doing sponsored ads. So it's, it has evolved. I suggest going back and just a good laugh at just what it was back then. It's, it's definitely No, it's true. I watched, I watched the first season, I think a couple months ago, or maybe even a year ago at this point with my dad and sister, we were just like, this is a joke. It's, I mean, The Bachelor in itself, in my opinion, is a funny show. Like, I think it's ridiculous and hilarious, but watching that first season where, I don't know, the guy they picked for The Bachelor, what was his name? Alex or something. And he is such, oh, I, I don't know. He's such a little like weenie kind of. And, and the girls are such, 
I mean, I don't want to say, I don't know. The girls, it's just a very different type of person than you would get today on The Bachelor, I guess, is the nicest way to say all of that. That is the nicest way to say it. Yeah, I, I feel like back then they had maybe contestants were a little older. It was more like they were truly ready to settle down and find love. But yeah. now it's, you know, a 22-year-old dating a 35-year-old, not calling anyone out, but, you know. <laughs> Um, let's put it this way. No one's going on there for love nowadays. Right. In the back of their mind, they're like, hey, I'm single. You know, I'm pretty. I might as well go on. But in the forefront of all their minds, they're thinking, well, if it doesn't work out, at least, you know, I can quit my job and live off of sponsorships and walk oh, right Of course. And that's kind of, I mean, we, we all would do it if we could. I mean, that seems like the dream life. 1,000%. If I were on this show, I would... I would have a skincare line. I'd have a clothing line. I would yeah. have make dog clothes, a lipstick line. I would do everything and anything because why wouldn't you use it? So as much as I make fun of it, I'm like, oh, they all go on for limelight. Well, yeah, if you have the opportunity and the platform, why wouldn't you? With the holidays just around the corner, now is the time to order holiday cards for family and friends. Only this year, why not create custom holiday photo cards quickly, easily, and affordably at simplytoimpress.com. Simplytoimpress.com is your holiday photo card headquarters with thousands of unique Christmas cards and other designs to choose from. All you do is upload your family photos, personalize the text, and you're done. Simplytoimpress.com prints your cards on your choice of premium card stock in just a few days and rushes them straight to your door. Maybe that's why the New York Times wire cutter named Simply to Impress their favorite photo card service. They even offer foil cards and hundreds of great holiday card designs for your business, too. Place your order today to save 30% and get free shipping. Just enter promo code DEAL at checkout. Save big on holiday photo cards today using promo code DEAL at simplytoimpress.com. That's simplytoimpress.com. Of course. And with them too, it's such a, it's such a fleeting thing. It's like, you really have like three or four years after you get on the show to really capitalize as much as you can on it and like, like save your money, save your money, save your money. Cause then eventually it will go away. So I don't necessarily blame anyone for just doing as much as they can. The stupidest ads, like get that money. <laughs> Absolutely. And look at, look at stars like Sean Lowe. He's hilarious on Twitter. So he has built his fan base on just being like, a fun person to follow. And I think people really enjoy following him and Catherine and their kids. So if you play it right, I mean, you can have fans for a lifetime. Yeah. Speaking of, that's actually interesting that you said that because I haven't released the podcast. By the time I release this, the podcast that I'm speaking about now will, be, will have been released. So I had Chad Johnson on my show and I spoke with him. And it's interesting you say that about like, you know, if you play your cards right type thing, and he kind of is of the mind. It's kind of shocking because I was telling my friend, oh, like I'm going to have Chad on the show. And she was like, yikes, like good luck with that one. And, <laughs> and he was the nicest. Like, does he curse a lot and say some like kind of outlandish things? Yeah, but like, so do I. Sometimes I kind of appreciated his sense of humor, but he was so kind, so nice, so normal. Like I could hear wow, him. Oh, really? Yes, I could hear him in the background like, like talking with his girlfriend being like, Oh, I need the, the aux cord so that the sound sounds better for this girl's podcast, like so caring and considerate. And then we talked a lot about how you are in that your edit is in the mercy of these producers and like the, the handful five or six of people that get that great edit really go on for a lifetime of 
of riches and opportunities. And if you're a Chad, so to speak, you kind of always wonder like what could have been if things had played differently because so much of it is so uh, like Frankenbit sound editing and, and all these things that contribute to the story that the producers want to tell, not necessarily what you say and do. Although I'm sure he said and did some very stupid, rude things, but. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be the show if there wasn't at least one villain, like the big mm-hmm. villain that all the other people on the show can rally against. Yeah. So would the seasons have been the same if we didn't have a chat, if we didn't have a Corinne, if we didn't have a Demi? Like these people, as much as the majority, I would say, look at them as villains, it's funny because they have so many fans in themselves. That's like yeah. why Demi even got on Paradise, even though she was in a relationship. That's true. I, but I feel like, I do think there's kind of a difference between like a Corinne and a Demi and a Chad. Like Chad is, uh, I feel like they really did him dirty with his Paradise edit. Well, but then again, he probably did say all of those things. I don't know. What he has to say was interesting. And it just goes to show that these people, at least what I took from it, was that these people are really taking a risk in going on the show in that like, yes, there are so many opportunities that can come from it, but half the people are going to get those and half those people are going to be like embarrassed and defamed. Like, like someone has to be Luke P in this world and (laughs) get the same kind of benefits that like even a Kaylin got where, you know, she didn't have a great edit, but now has the opportunity to kind of build herself back up. She's been like one of the most successful, which is shocking to me, to be honest. On on one hand, I get that editing is definitely a huge part of it. They're filming them, what, like 24 seven essentially. And we, they squeeze it all in a two hour episode. But at the same time, like no one is making them say those words. So they can construe the scenes or the timeline or whatever. But when someone says something and it comes out of their mouth, which is, a huge part of what happened with Luke P, his mouth, like in the way he acted, like there's no editing that can move his body and make his mouth talk like that. Sure. So- and, I'm, and I'm not necessarily defending Luke P, the Luke P's of the world, because especially in his case, I feel like they gave him several opportunities to redeem himself. Like it's one thing on the actual episode, you know, th- things are taken out of contents and things are kind of put um, together out of order in a way that could make it look like someone was acting a certain way. But then- you know, Chris Harrison had him down on the stage to explain himself and apologize. And he, he didn't take the bait. And it's like, dude, you could have just blamed the editors. Like, come on. Can we just give a shout out to Chris Harrison? Because this man yeah. has, he keeps the show together. And he, like, I don't know how he keeps his composure on stage when he's talking with the Luke P's of the show. It's- I know. And that thing specifically with Luke was so cringy because Chris Harrison, he played it so perfectly in that, like, he did not speak. Like he let those silences draw out to the point where everyone was uncomfortable. But like, that was so brilliant on Chris Harrison's part to just build up this tension. Cause I think maybe a different type of host would have been like, okay, this is awkward. Let's keep this moving along here. But Chris Harrison just knows so well. Just let him talk. Yeah. Yeah. But I also think too, do you think Chris Harrison is the innocent, happy-go-lucky quote unquote daddy that we have all come to grow up with and love or is he an evil mastermind behind this whole thing well let's put it this way chris harrison makes a nice paycheck and it seems like his job is very cushy i mean i'm sure there's difficulties with it and looks all glamorous on the outside but i mean he wants a good show that brings viewers in as much as anyone else so if that means a guy comes on the show that has a girlfriend i'm not saying he knew they had, had a girlfriend but when that information comes out and there's a big 
fighting scene, I'm sure he's like, okay, I think that just reassured there'll be another season, you know? No, you're right. I, I always say, like, I mean, I feel like I say different uh, variations of this, but, like, the devil works hard, but Chris Harrison works harder. He is, I, I really do think that he is the mastermind behind a lot of, like, you say, oh, he didn't necessarily know that, like, if Jed had a girlfriend or stuff. I think they do know. Like, I think, I think so. I don't know. I mean, there was, remember that was the whole thing in Hannah's season? This is, like, going off of Jed now and now back to Luke P, but him sitting down with Hannah and, and kind of like, I don't remember where, they were like in a diner or a restaurant or something somewhere and he sat down with Hannah and was like, oh yeah, you know, like kind of pushing her in, in the direction more towards like keeping Luke on and kind of like, oh, you know, these guys, they all, they're all crazy and fighting just because like they like you so much. Like, and we could all see from the outside that Luke was such an emotionally abusive person that would not be a healthy fit for someone like Hannah. And Chris Harrison was just kind of like trying to string him along for as long as like she would let it happen until it was like final four when she was like, okay, like, please never speak to me again type thing. Yeah. I, I definitely think that the producers and Chris Harrison have something to do with how far certain people get. So let's say from night one, we knew Luke P was a villain and Hannah wasn't into him. Yeah, I think that they would still say, hey, like, let's keep him on for a few weeks. Like, there's so many guys here, you know? It's not like when they get down to the final four and they're like, no, you have to let this guy propose yeah. to you. But I think in the beginning, yeah, they're looking at it as a television show over her getting engaged and saying, you know, keep the people who are going to make good TV. So Nick Vile has said that, that like for most of the leads, they have like two or three people that they know are going to make it to the end after night one. Like, you know, you, you make connections with people and you don't. And it's just kind of mm -hmm. like most people have a sense of who their top couple are. But then there are, they'll never make you pick someone or not pick someone, but I know in his case specifically, I'm using as an example, he knew like Rachel, Raven, and and Vanessa were like people he had the best connections with. And then it was like, oh, let's time for hometowns. We're deciding between a couple people. And then the producers were like, hey, just bring Corinne. We want to see the nanny. It makes for good TV type thing. And he was like, all right, sure. Like I'm not invested in any of these girls as much as I'm invested in my top three. So like, sure, let's bring Corinne. Let's see the nanny. Like let's do that whole hometown date type thing. Yeah, I think from night one, they definitely know who they like and who they don't like. Some people, you know, they might say, oh, they're cute, not really my type, but then they have to choose a certain amount of people. So they're going to bring along people they don't necessarily even like that much because yeah. that's the premise of the show. I'm sure all the stars on night one could go, these are my top five and I'm yeah. done. Like everyone else can go home. I'm not attracted to them or like their lifestyle doesn't work with mine or they look too much like my ex. Like mm -hmm. I'm sure they could all narrow it down, but you gotta make good TV. And if that means bringing along people, that's why a lot of the people feel like they were strung along and they're like, why didn't you just tell me earlier? And it's like, how can anyone tell you it's yeah okay guys so we made it through thanksgiving so now christmas is right around the corner and if you're struggling with gifts for people something that i think would be great for a wine lover is a wink subscription wink is a wine subscription service and every month they send you four bottles of wine that they select for you based on your taste preferences so if you think going to the liquor store is overwhelming to you or you don't really know much about wine or if you're a wine expert and you want to try new wines but you don't really know where to start this is a great thing to do because you take a little quiz on their website and they know your taste preferences so then they will find wines that 
are perfectly suited for you. And the best part, drum roll please, with my code BACHELORBLAB, you will get 40% off your first order. So what that means is your first four bottles of wine are gonna be 40% off. And if you guys are big winos, you know 40% off about like a $15, $17 bottle of wine, which is a pretty decent quality bottle, is now like eight or $9. So you're essentially getting an actual good bottle of wine for the price of the Yellowtail. And no one wants to drink the actual Yellowtail, but once you try Wink for your first order, there's no pressure to necessarily keep it going if you're not a huge wine drinker or if you just don't even really like the service. You can cancel at any time. There's no pressure. If you're planning on buying wine at any point during this holiday season, there's no reason to not go through Wink and use this promo code because you're just saving money for doing the exact same thing that you would do at the liquor store for more money. Everyone loves saving money. Use my promo code BACHELORBLAB. This also makes... You can also just get a gift card if you don't want to commit to buying an entire subscription service for yourself or for a family member or friend that you're looking to buy a gift for this holiday season. Gift cards I think are great. Make sure you go to www.wink.com, take the little quiz, pick your wines, and use promo code BACHELORBLAB to save you guys some money. I want to ask you, since you have watched literally every single season, who's your favorite bachelor and who's your favorite bachelorette of all time? Oh my goodness. Sorry to put you on the um, spot there. I really love Ben Higgins. I just thought he was like the coolest, genuine guy, good looking guy. And he genuinely, like I believed him that he really wanted to find love and it ultimately didn't work out between him and Lauren. But I thought he was the nicest guy. And we are going way back with this one. I also loved Bob Guinea. He oh, was like the know who that bachelor is. ever. You don't want Okay. He was a goofball. So that's kind of how everyone knew him. He's not like a, a Ken doll. He was more like goofy, kind of like curly mm. hair. And he really kicked it off with, he kissed a lot of women early on in the, in the series. And everyone was like, Bob kisses everyone. Oh my gosh. And now that's exactly how it is. Everyone, like if there's not a kiss night one, it doesn't even feel real. So Bob was fun. I really loved his, you know, goofy personality. He was great. And for The Bachelorette, um, I really loved JoJo. She just was so fun and interesting mm -hmm. and I never got bored on her season. And also her and um, Jordan are so cute together. And the storyline with Jordan and his brother, Aaron Rodgers from the Green Bay Packers, that was interesting. So overall, it was just a great season. Yeah, I feel like JoJo's season, I mean, maybe you'll disagree with me on this, but do you feel like that was kind of the season where the contestants took a bit of a turn where they kind of realized, oh wait, we can become social media influencers after this? Yeah, that's where, yeah, that's definitely where it started. I would say it really started around, like, right before that, maybe Caitlin Bristow season. Mm -hmm. it, it took a turn from there. When I look at the timeline, I would say Andy Dorfman, her season, that was, like, the last one that wasn't all over social media in the sense that, like, everyone was caring what they were doing and they were yeah. actually famous and they were getting these sponsorships and red carpets. So it definitely took a turn. I think it's bad now. I heard, I saw someone on Twitter make a suggestion and I love it. And I think that ABC really needs to do it is for everyone that comes on the show, you have them sign a waiver that says for a year after airing, you're not allowed to do any sponsorships, no ads. You're not get allowed to get paid wow. using. And that way, the people who don't come on, clearly 
their number one priority isn't love because if you really cared and you really didn't have an interest of being, you know, a star like Jed was and all these yeah. people, you will have no problem signing that. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think of, I've actually, I haven't heard that. So this is actually really interesting to me. I'm trying to think how that would work in practice. Do you think so? They'd, but they'd still be acquiring followers while on the show. Yes. Yeah, they could totally, you know, if they get verified, great for them. But no, they wouldn't allow to be like, here's my FabFitFun box of the month. Like, they couldn't right. do that. But until a year after, right? And then they could. Yeah. But I guess by the, at that point, so many people drop off from like their follower count after, you know, the, the times when their follower count is the highest is like while the show's right. airing, like right at the end of when the show's airing. So yeah, that could actually change a lot I wonder I wonder how ABC feels about it from a like I, I feel like ratings are h as high as they've ever been for the show so I wonder even though the show is like now not what it was and us as audience members can totally see through the whole facade I wonder how they feel about like the fact that the show is ingenuine and fake and people know that now when people people yeah. are still watching it's very very strange it is strange and i hate myself for watching it every week i'm literally like oh we're doing this again but i love it it's it's the worst best show on television it really is and when it first came out it was i think it changed the reality world completely it opened up a whole new path for what these shows can be and what success they could be but it, it's it's difficult now because you have you know, spoilers out there. You have to be careful searching the Bachelor hashtag during the season because someone could post a picture. And it's it's making it tough and it's really breaking the wall down. And you either love that or you really don't care or you hate it. See, it I all depends. Of, I mean, while I am trying to go unspoiled for Pilot Pete's season, I, I do kind of love, love it in the sense that, like, it has become so much... And maybe it's because... Oh, you, you live in, yeah, you're in New York. I'm, I'm in LA and I feel like the show is very interactive for being here. You know what I mean? Like, cause not only are you watching these people on TV, you're seeing them on Instagram, you're seeing on Reddit, like where they are, what they're doing. And they're all here, like in the city that I live in. And it's just kind of in that sense, I think it is unique and interactive, but I agree with you that it really, I don't think we had like that dating show genre of reality television until The Bachelor did it first. Like they really were at the forefront of like creating this entire genre of reality television, which is pretty crazy. Even, Absolutely. Reality, even reality TV was a pretty new concept at the time. And I think as times, you've seen this with other reality shows too, but like as time has gone on, the audience gets smarter and the audience like knows how this works and what's going on and the show has to adapt. So I kind of like it. I don't know. I, I do see both sides of it, though, because I, I do think that there are very much less genuine relationships coming from the show now. Like, while it's purely entertaining, it's not really doing what it came out to do. If Ben Higgins is your favorite Bachelor, are you excited for Pilot Pete then or disappointed? Because a lot of people are saying that he is Ben Higgins 2.0. <laughs> More or less. He's like, like that same kind of... Oh my gosh, I'm offended for Ben. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, I have so many feelings now. Okay, this is a lot. Air all of them So, out. a few months ago when The Bachelorette was still airing, there were maybe like eight guys left. And 
my editor at Pop Sugar asked me, she said, do you have like a strong desire of who you want the next bachelor to be? Like, do you mm-hmm. really like care? And I was like, yes, I care. And it will be Mike Johnson. Mm-hmm. I live for Mike Johnson. I die for Mike Johnson. I was <laughs> leading his campaign. Okay. I was ready to quit my job and be a full-time Mike ambassador. And I was so disappointed when they announced it was Pete. I just felt like it was the safe choice and they're going with really safe people. Yeah. And I don't know why. I, one of my favorite Bachelor seasons was with Bob Guinea, and he has that fun personality. And he's outgoing. And I really thought that this was ABC's chance to, A, finally have someone African-American on The Bachelor because yeah. it's been ridiculous that there hasn't been one. And also, Mike was so loved. Everyone thought he was the best guy and rooting for him. So he, I would say he had more fans than Pete did. So I really don't understand why they didn't go with Mike, but. I don't understand it either because it's also, I think for me, it was very, I mean, people maybe have different opinions on this, but I felt that it was very clear in regards to Mike and Hannah's relationship. I never saw like some real like spark in chemistry in the same way that I saw it with Tyler and things like that. Like, I think she really liked Mike, but at the I end totally of the day, agree. at the end of the day, it seemed like a really just like respectful, really fun friendship that they kind of formed together. But yet Mike kept making it week after week after week. And I'm like, Oh, they, they're bringing him along. Cause he's going to be the bachelor. Like he is so, um, charismatic and good looking and he's older so he's clearly like a lot more serious and looking for someone serious someone they picked peter i think they just felt too bad because he was so obviously devastated by the whole experience that they were like we can't leave this man like literally but how devastated are you really i mean in the moment is it embarrassing i don't know I, i don't like People swear up and down that, like, when you're in the moment and you're on this show, like, the feelings are real. You're with these people for, like, 12, 14 hours a day on these dates. You get to know them. But I am skeptical. I don't really think you can fall head over heels in love in eight weeks. I just don't. Here's the thing. The reason that these people fall so fast, or I think sometimes it's they think they're falling fast, is because they're in this bubble. They're in a house with no phone, no connection to the internet, no TV. You don't get, all your day is spent doing is you sit there and talk about the guy or the girl and your feelings and the other women. And that's all your life is. You don't have work to worry about. You don't have, you know, oh, I'm going to just relax by myself and watch TV. You're sharing a, a room with other people. It's they do that on purpose so that it just almost drives you to insanity and you think you're in love when you've been on one date with a person. And I think the hardest thing of that whole situation would be not a, you're not able to talk to any friends or family like outside of this. Like the only quote unquote friends you have are producers who I don't think you can trust to really lead you in the direction that's going to be in your actual best interest. And other, other people who are, yeah, you guys are friends, but you're all going after and dating the same person. So they're not going to be honest with you or give you any decent advice about this person or be like, Hey, you know, like maybe they're not exactly right for you or not exactly what you want anyway. Like don't beat yourself up about it. Like everyone around you is saying how wonderful this person is. Um, and yeah, not being able to talk to family about it too, I think is really what gets people like warped into that mindset. But I've always found that, you know, 
yeah, because during the show, everyone's emotional about it. Everyone's invested. But then once they kind of take a step out of it and like when you see people at like the men tell all the women tell all the after the final rose specials, people kind of more have their wits about them. And because like, they've been now a couple weeks removed from the whole situation, they're just kind of like, yeah, you know, like it was fun. We had a good time. But like n- now that they're removed from the bubble, they see the big picture that like that probably wasn't the right person for them. But I felt like Peter was still even in the finale so visibly upset by the situation and this is like now months removed from from the breakup do you know what I mean yeah I mean I've never had sex in a windmill but once you go there I mean it must do something to you emotionally it must be another level kind of sex I know four times in a row very devastated (laughs) <laughs> but, that, but that's what's so annoying to me is that like they really are going out of their way to make him more desirable and more attractive by like still playing up this whole windmill thing and it was like it's, if it was like Johnson you wouldn't have to keep telling me oh this guy's sexy this guy's attractive because I can see with my eyes that he is like and with this one like I don't know if you've seen the pro they like release a little like teaser promo for his season and of course the fucking windmills in it and it's just like we get it. He had sex before, but like, why is that supposed <laughs> to make me like more interested in him that he had sex in his fantasy suite date? Like, okay. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of what we expect. <laughs> yeah. But that, that is the name of the game. That's what you're supposed to do in there. Like, good for you that you guys did that. But like, that doesn't just because a man had sex with a woman and she enjoyed it does not mean that like, he's, he's like this, this bachelor to be fought after. I don't know. They just seem to be trying really, really hard to make this work for him. And I just keep asking myself, why? Then why did you pick him? I just, I need an answer on why they didn't choose Mike. Like there, you, you're going to have to tell me something because there's never been a scandal about him. And that's another thing. Pilot Pete, there was a whole thing about him. Does he have a girlfriend? And you know, it's just, I, I don't get it. I don't know. Well, I really see, don't. I don't know. It's, it's strange fine. to me. I mean, I'm not a fan, but will I, will I be watching? Of course, because I know, that's, that's what the, my Monday night consists of. Exactly. It's like we sit here complaining about it and it's like, oh, but come when, whatever that day is in January, I will be there with my glass of wine, like ready to go. Um, do you want to play totally. uh, Fuck, Mary Kill with some of these contestants? Let's do it. Okay. So I purposely, there's, o- there's only four questions here, but I just always think it's like a fun way to kind of like wrap things up. But um, I purposely made these hard. So first question, Pilot P. Oh gosh. Okay. Okay. Pilot P, okay. Mike or Tyler C. Oh gosh. Okay. We're killing Pete. Sorry. Yeah. I, I think that's the right answer. I think that's my answer too. We're going to kill Pete. We're going to marry Mike and we're going to fuck Tyler. What? I do not agree. That's the wrong answer. Wrong. You got it wrong. I would say. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because Tyler is too good looking. He's at the point of good lookingness that it's like, like I would never feel secure marrying him. I'd be like, you're going to cheat on me with another model. You, he dated Gigi Hadid. Like, I know. That's what, now that you say that, because it's funny. I actually asked the same question to one of my other guests a couple episodes ago. And of course I say, Mary Tyler C, blah, blah, blah. But now that you say that, and now that I actually think about it, I'm like, oh, wait, this man dated Gigi Hadid. I, like, I'm no Gigi Hadid. I don't think he would be faithful to me at all. Exactly. I mean, self-awareness is very important. And I think I'm attractive, but I'm not Tyler C. Gigi Hadid, like, put me on the cover of a magazine, good looking. And, you know, you just, 
self-awareness. Yeah. We got to know our place. I think that, okay. I think that's a valid answer. (laughs) Oh, so sad. Oh, whatever. (laughs) I could go on and on So it's fine. That's true. That's true. Okay. Colton Blake and Jordan Gimbel, the one from Becca season. And then he went on Bachelor in Paradise. No, the one I'm talking about. I have to say that Jordan, I hated him on The Bachelorette, but he was hilarious in Paradise. I was so mad he got on that plane and was sent home, but he is so funny. So he redeemed himself, mm-hmm. but I'm still going to kill him. Yeah, so that's the right answer. <laughs> Jordan, he's dead. Sorry. Uh, I'm going to fuck Blake and marry Colton. I interviewed Colton for Pop Sugar um, a few months ago, and he was the nicest guy. He was so, so nice, gave a great interview, and the whitest smile. So he was great. So we're going to marry Colton. That's so interesting. You know, I guess, I don't know why I have this perception of him. I wouldn't expect him to be nice. I would expect him to be a little full of himself. So that's interesting that you say that. I know, but he was, he was very kind, even though we did get into it. Cause I asked him who he wanted the next bachelor to be. This was before they announced it was Pete. Yeah. And he said he's met Pete before and he thinks he had the qualities to be the next bachelor. So he chose Pete, but I had to reprimand him a little and say, we disagreed a little there, but I forgive him. Yeah, that's okay. That's not that's not damaging to his character, so to speak. But we'll yeah. see. <laughs> um, all right, Nick Vile, Ben Higgins, Sean Lowe. Oh wow. Um, we're gonna marry Ben. Surprise, surprise. We're gonna marry Ben Higgins. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're gonna fuck Nick and kill Sean. Yeah, I just think because that- I'm not attracted to Sean in that way. But Nick, I need to know what's going on that him and Caitlin Bristow hooked up in the middle of one of their dates, even before fantasy suites. So I need to know what the hype is about. Yes. That's the thing is it's like, I think as, I mean, I, I low key have like a weird crush on Nick Vile, but I think it might stem from the fact that he has had like so much sex that like, there must be something going on there that like, we are not aware of. Don't but I think that too. I feel like, I feel like he has sex all the time even though on his podcast that he did with Caitlin he said that he doesn't like randomly hook up with people a lot I think he has so much sex like so much I mean all of these guys they're they're like semi d-list celebrities like I'm sure they have girls throwing themselves at them all the time but and I feel like Nick is the type of person that is so he's he's very like open-minded and sex positive on his podcast and stuff so it's like if you have all these willing consensual girls throwing themselves at you like you're going to be down all the time. That's just my opinion. I don't know. But, um, yeah. but also then, too, you have to consider all of these girls that he has had sex with, they all break up with him. <laughs> so there's also that. <laughs> That's so true. He's been on so many of the Bachelor franchises. I'm like, what is – and he's gotten to the final two twice. Right. And then like, they have what? sex, and then they're like, wait a second, maybe not. So oh I my god, wait, Jackie, are we thinking at this all wrong? Is he actually terrible at sex then? And we're when we shouldn't fuck him? I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, one day hopefully I'll find out, but <laughs> until then. <laughs> Please let me know how it is. <laughs> I yes, I'll I will kiss and tell. I'll report back. All right, final one. Thank you. Der- Derek Path, John Paul Jones, and Clay. Oh wow. So, they're all like kind um, of annoying people from paradise. <laughs> 
Yeah, Derek, I gotta give props though, because he's on Twitter, like trying to keep himself as relevant as possible, which is exactly what I would be doing. I would be tweeting every five minutes. Yeah, you gotta to respect the hustle, some, honestly. To get some shine. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna kill JPJ. <gasps> No, yeah, I, I know. I'm sorry. It's just, oh. it's not going to work out between us. I don't think why? we'd love each why, other. Why wouldn't it work out? Between um, I think he was great on Paradise. I think um, he showed a really soft, sweet side of him that we didn't get to see on The Bachelorette, but he's just not my cup of tea. Okay. That's fair. I mean, I think he's such a cutie. And <laughs> but so he's funny. great. We don't have to necessarily kill him. We can just like, you know, lock him in a closet or something. <laughs> he doesn't have to die. Oh, okay. So lock in yeah. a closet, Mary, Mary, or no, fuck Mary. <laughs> we'll be a little, we'll be a little nicer. And okay, I think I'm going to, mm, I'm going to marry Clay and fuck Derek because Clay was in the NFL and I'm a huge football fan. So I think we'd like, have a lot to talk about for like years and years the conversation would be great so mm -hmm. we'll marry clay wow that is so opposite of what i would do i would kill clay probably oh my god probably fuck Derek and marry john paul jones because i love him i don't know yeah so we're so opposite <laughs> he's definitely goofy could you imagine there were rumors circulating back when that jpj was being considered for the bachelor and i was like there's no way there's no way. On, on one hand, there is no way, but he's su such a cutie and he's so funny. I think he'd be so, like, I would go on his season. I, I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, I we, can't, we can't count out anyone after they brought Ari back after years and years. So you never know. JPJ could like be popping up in like 2030. You yeah. never know. I think he's a little too young and we've, as we've seen, like the way he acted on Paradise, I just think he's very like immature and inexperienced when it comes to relationships. Not that that ever stopped them mm -hmm. before from picking someone inexperienced to be The Bachelor, but I think JPJ in like five or six years could be prime Bachelor material. But, you know, obviously we'll have to see. Yeah, like him in a in a tux, like oh, talking beautiful. finance or something fancy. It could happen. Quoting Shakespeare to me. Gorgeous, gorgeous. I love it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. Is there anything else that you want to plug or talk about before we sign off? Um, I'm just saying ABC, if you're listening, I will be okay. If you cast Mike Johnson as the bachelor for 2021, I'll give you another chance, but I'm not taking no for an answer this time. Perfect. I love that plug. I think that was the most important thing to advertise on this show. All I right. love how I'm not promoting myself. I'm just like, everyone go love Mike Johnson. Yes. I just care about his happiness. At Mike Johnson on Instagram. Fo follow me. <laughs> no, follow me at Mike Johnson. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Caitlin, so much. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you. You too. All right. Bye. And once again, thank you guys so much for tuning in to yet another episode of Bachelor blab i will see you guys actually in a couple days because we are releasing two episodes per week for this special segment that is the bachelor off-season discussion based segment as always follow me on twitter and on instagram at jackie maroney underscore on both and then follow bachelor blab on instagram as well at bachelor blab i will see you guys in a few days
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.